This is a podcast for Nordisk Panorama, Nordic Short and Doc Film Festival 2015. It's a celebration to this great festival, Nordic uh, Film, Nordic Doc and Short. <laughs> Nordic Shock and Nordic Shock. <laughs> Can you just change the name? Welcome to this podcast from Nordisk Panorama, Nordic Short and Doc Film Festival, produced by Johanna and Frida. We are in Sweden in the fabulous city Malmö, which for a couple of days in the middle of September has turned into a paradise for film lovers. If you for some reason missed out on the festival, or if you were here, loved it so much that you just can't wait a whole year for the next edition, this is the podcast for you. We will interview filmmakers, artists and staff at the festival. Let's start from the beginning. Me and my companion for the night, Ullis, went to the fancy gala and the world premiere of Tora Morten's film, Martha and Nick. So now we're walking into the concert hall for the premiere movie of the film festival. Levi once said, while talking about cinema, there is no end, there is no beginning, there is only the infinite passion of life. And with this infinite passion, Nordisk Panorama gathers for year after year, annually, directors, commissioning editors, sales agents, distributors, festival programmers, film professionals, and a very, very diverse audience, obviously. 26 years ago was the beginning, can you imagine? This is Dusan Marinkovic, who hosted the opening. And this is the third time that this festival will be held in Malmö, and it feels like it's growing each year. A new thing for this year is the Icelandic Focus, which you will hear more about later. In the five days ahead, 42 films will compete in three categories, and altogether more than 100 will be shown to the audience. Films will be pitched, sold and shown, and add some workshops, panel talks and experiments in virtual reality. And that's Nordisk Panorama. At this particular moment, announce the opening of the 26th edition of Nordisk Panorama! We are very popular. Nordic films have a very high reputation all over the world. So a lot of international guests are eager to come. Sundan writes me and says, please remember to invite me to this festival. So even if we're not international, but only Nordic, we have people who really want to come because the, the quality of Nordic films is so high. So that makes our job easy. My name is Ying. I'm the market manager at Nordic Panorama. So I am... Um, handle everything surrounding the international guests and the finished films at the festival. That, not the ones in the cinema, but on the um, industry market. A little background, Nordisk Panorama is actually not only a festival, it's a filmmakers organization. And it was grounded many years ago by the filmmakers to do something for the Nordic filmmakers. 
And one of the things we do at the market is that we try to get help the filmmakers bring the films out to the world. So the market is where we have each year 250, around 250 shorts and documentaries that we present to the international community of buyers, distributors, film festivals. We do it here at Nordisk Panorama on the third floor where they can watch the newest batch, but we also do it all year round when we visit other festivals and the market is online, so you can be at a festival in Australia and you can go into our website and watch the films. So the market is where we try to bring the Nordic films out to the world and knowledge into the Nordic countries. The female hip-hop clan, Daughters of Reykjavik. <laughs> Previous years, the festival has traveled between the Nordic countries, but in 2013 it settled in Malmö. Each year, a new Nordic country becomes the theme for the festival, and this year the focus is on Iceland. I am crazy about the Icelanders. I'm crazy about the Icelandic short films. Um, so, so I was happy that this was the country we started with because I know they are crazy in an amazing way. So I knew that the Icelandic focus would kick off a good tradition. What does it mean to have a theme? How, in what way does it affect the festival? I think for us it's very important uh, as Nordisk Panorama, as the organization, not to become a Swedish festival. And, uh, and this is a very good way of... of both showing ourselves and having fun with the different countries, but also showing our international guests and guests from the other countries uh, that we are five Nordic countries and we're all in this together. I'm Irsa Rokka Fanberg and uh, I'm an Icelandic filmmaker uh, and this is my sec- third time visiting Nordisk Panorama. Uh, the first time was as a visitor to watch films, then it was based in Iceland and then uh, last year I came as a filmmaker and now I'm in the jury. Irsa Rokka Fanberg won the prize Best Nordic Documentary 2014 with her film Salome. I met her in the hotel lobby. So how has your morning been this far? Mm, it's been good. Uh, we we were just uh, deciding on the best Nordic documentary yesterday, so um, so it has been lots of hard work until now. So. It's been really interesting. I mean, it's really interesting to sit on the other side and we have discussed every movie after the film, so um, and I think it has been a really good learning process. I mean, what role does uh, a film festival like this play for documentaries? In? On the Nordic scene, I think it uh, it is important because there's a lot of people from all over the world who come here. So I think it has an important role. I mean, there's a lot of film festivals and. They choose films in a different way, so but it's it's um, to sense a pulse of 
the Nordic countries. I think this is an important festival also because of the forum and all of that. So you, you can also see what is going to be made. And How would you like to describe uh, Salome? Is that right? Salome. 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 How would you like to describe that documentary? I mean, we spent a lot of time editing it. And um, it started as a film uh, where I wanted to kind of tell the life of my mother, you know, the kind of historical thing. But it, that was just impossible. So it kind of grew into being a film and with external help, because these things are quite difficult to see yourself if you're on your own. Uh, I mean, it became clear that the interesting bits were... Uh, the interesting aspects of the film were our relationship and how we deal with it and also an important thing uh, also became the medium itself what it is to make a documentary and you know she really questions it and um, so we wanted to kind of include that And, and, and some people even describe the film as it's a film where you show everything you wouldn't show normally you know Before I leave Irsa, I ask her if she has a question for Malin Andersson, another interesting filmmaker visiting the festival. Her film, Blood Sisters, had its Swedish premiere the previous night. I thought the, the, the way she created the intimacy between the sisters was really wonderful. So um, how did she set that up? I mean, how did she... Um, how did she create that atmosphere, you know, between them? And, uh, you know, before they started to grow apart, you know, because they grew apart in the film, the two sisters. It, it's so strange how it works. Um, I think I have a way of working which is so natural for me that I don't even think about my process uh, ever, you know, and what I, how I do things. I sit down with Malin Andersson and one of the two sisters from the movie Blood Sisters, Julia Junusova, in the crowded NP hangout at Cinema Panora. The lounge is cozy and crowded and we sit down to speak about film. Um, when I make a film, and the films I made now for the past years have been about girls because I'm passionate about you know telling and giving girls uh, space and the voice and stuff but I we it's like we bond and I do we 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 have a bond that is there quite soon and and it's a very honest kind of uh, communication where I'm, we are equals, you know, and uh, we, we get to know each other, and, I, and it's for real. It's not that, you know, it's like I'm really interested in, in and it's a real relationship uh, that we're creating that will also go on and last. How was yesterday? <laughs> yeah, well, we're still a little bit the day uh, after here. It's uh, in the middle of the day, the day after the premiere of Blood Sisters, and we are really, really happy and and a bit dizzy uh, and there's a lot to take in because it's so many lovely people that, that came and saw the film and everybody filled the the room with with their presence and we really felt that and that's really wonderful when when you f- you feel that you're kind of 
taken care of, like the film is taken care of. I really felt that I, I for the first time, let go of it. You know? I want to welcome the great director, Maureen Anderson. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you. For me, I've been a documentary nerd and completely passionate about documentary films since many years, like 20, 20 years. So I have never really worked with any other kind of film because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really so hooked on the, on the moment, you know, the, the, the moment that then is gone, you know, one second later we don't have it anymore. And for me, that is the essence of, of my love for documentary film as well, that we are capturing something that never is coming back. And that is really important as in life to live here and now in the moment because it's all we have. Well, I'm very passionate about justice and, and for me it's some kind of a justice thing that everybody's story should be told and uh, everybody has the right to, to be listened to and that our, all our stories are as equally uh, much worth, you know, and for the, for the girls' stories, being girls and being immigrant girls, now being Swedish, but also having another home country that they came from from the start, it means that for me, they, you know, we should really listen to them and who they are and get to know them because what's going on in Sweden at the moment and in, in the rest of the world where, you know, it's a polarization that's going on where it creates um, we and them. And I want, like, by in my job, what I can do is to try to just... <sighs> lift stories and and make us meet in a in a in a cinema and 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 you know and get to know each other in that way and for me that's so important let's move on we will return to Malin and Julia in a bit but first what is it actually like to gather people from all the nordic countries at nordisk panorama I like it very much because the similarities does <clears throat> that we work together very well, that we have the same sense of what a cooperation means. And then there's the differences uh, that that I'm very fond of as well because the Finns are very different from the Danes and the Swedes as well. So so um, sometimes the misunderstandings end up in very funny stuff. Do you have an example? Uh, no, not for live radio. <laughs> this is Rappelhildur Gunnarsdottir. This is uh, where Nordic is not just a word. This is where the Nordics are. Uh, I have relied on the calm and the cost-conscious Norwegians, problem-solving and democratically-minded Swedes, <laughs> innovative and sensitive Finns and Danish drive and attitude. And then of course, and then of course we have the Icelanders who are impatient and quick to make up their minds and to act on it. Another fantastic group you will definitely meet if you visit Nordisk Panorama is the volunteers. Behind the desk at Cinema Panora, one of them stands busy selling tickets. My name is John Anderberg. I am a uh, filmmaker and uh, 
musician, really, currently studying at uh, Fridhems Folkhögskola. Uh, it's a f- film education there, and uh, I'm working as a volunteer here at uh, Nordisk Panorama. Is it the first time you're here at this festival? Yeah, actually it is. It is the first time I'm here, yeah. How come you choose to volunteer? Well, it's like I didn't really have much of a choice really because it's a it's part of the it's part of our education thing. We have this um very nice exchange, I think. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have, you know, chosen not to be part of it because I'm I'm really it's it's I think it's a nice deal. We do some working, we do some volunteering and then we can uh, go watch the movies. We get one of these accreditations so we can watch the movies for free. Um, have you seen uh, any movies uh, that you liked particularly much? Yes, yesterday I saw Democrats, and uh, it was a um, kind of a roller coaster, really. Like uh, I, I never thought that you could. It was like a documentary, but it felt like watching House of Cards. That's the kind of level of uh, intrigue and uh, and excitement. And realism, because it's it's really not. I mean, it, you were so close to this forming of this new constitution in Zimbabwe that, yeah, it felt almost like it was written, like it was fiction, because you got to see all these turning points and all these unfortunate events and and the uh, the constant fear of not reaching their goal, which they eventually did, but then not really again because the president won't. Follow the for the fall of the new constitution. So it was, you know, a frustrating experience. It was very provocative, but at the same time, an, an amazing story to really, you know, get to be a fly on the wall and watch this new constitution take form. So that was quite something. Yeah. Was being a volunteer as you expected it? No, it's actually a bit better than I expected it. Uh, it's uh, really, uh, I, I, I thought I would be like. Uh, enduring the uh, the the volunteering process just and just longing to get uh, get off and uh, go into the cinema instead but uh, actually I'm quite I'm enjoying it uh, it's uh, yeah I mean there's a lot of nice people you get to meet a lot of nice people and uh, and that's really fun uh, it's it's also very far from the assignments that I have is are pretty far from what I'm doing otherwise so it's uh, you know as a uh, Film right, so it's always good with life experiences. So, uh, yeah, I'm satisfied. Yeah, sounds good. Will we see a movie that you've done in in the future years? M- maybe in the short short film uh, programs, uh, documentaries. Uh, that would be that would be something. If I um, probably not in some years. I think that I have to see a bit more of the world before making start to make documentaries about it. But. Uh, Small fiction films, definitely. Each night at the MP Hangout, filmmakers share their experiences in panel talks, moderated by Angie Driscoll. Okay, so should I say something like, hi, my name is Angie Driscoll. I am the short film programmer at Nordisk Panorama, and I moderate the panels, how we did it. This is panel two, I feel you. Absolutely. Like something like that? Yes. Hello, everyone. Hi, welcome to the second panel of How We Did It, which I like to call This Is How We Do It. I always want to sing that. Um, 
but this one is all about empathy. It's called I Feel You. We are going to attempt to talk about empathy, but I feel like it might be like sort of like dancing about architecture. I don't know how easy it will be to be to actually talk about feelings and transference and empathy, but we'll try, right? We'll all try our best. Um, please welcome my amazing, distinguished guests. Um, right beside me is Sunit Parekh, who is the director of Machine. Beside him is the lovely, uh, is the lovely directing duo behind Transphobia, Noor Tutal and Ivan Blanco. Welcome. And last but not least, the directing duo behind Pervert Park, Vida and Lasse Bachfors. How do you make a film that an audience cares about? Not just is interested in, but actually cares about. Um, I just wanted to maybe open up by saying that there's a, em empathy uh, philosophically comes from this German concept of Einfühlung, which is, uh, which is different from Mitfühlung, which is, which is uh, sympathy. And I think that's maybe an important uh, idea to bring up, which is that it's, uh, it's this feeling, this idea of feeling, feeling through a character, not just feeling with a character. Or for. Or, yeah, or for a character. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right, but uh, I think also you have to be a person that really is uh, interested in the one you're filming. You have to have this, uh, some kind of relationship that's, that's beyond only uh, filmer, uh, filmmaker and character. You have to really connect in some way. And I think you have to be honest in that way against the person. <laughs> Um, I mean, for us it was a, a li little bit difficult because we're making a film about sex offenders and the biggest question for us was how do we make a film about these people and give them a voice without minimizing their crimes? So we never actually had empathy as a lead word for us. For us it was much more uh, honesty and trying to make a film that was just like our um, experience coming to the park. So we never actually thought empathy actively, it was more honesty. Films can be so much more than just a film in a theatre. Nordisk Panorama invited the artist Tanya Ruiz to give a lecture on her artwork elsewhere. A video installation which has been projected at the platform at Malmö Central Station for the last five years. Hello, is it better now? Yes. Okay, yeah. so thank you for coming and thanks to Nordisk Panorama for this opportunity. It's been almost five years that the artwork is displayed here and it's in fact the first time I'm invited to make a guided tour in the city tunnel, so I'm very happy about it and I'm also a little nervous. I'm Tania Ruiz, I'm, I'm just finished the master class about my artwork in the city tunnel. Back to Marlin and Julia and the film Blood Sisters. I asked them about the tattoo, which plays an important role in the documentary. <laughs> so whose idea was the tattoo from the beginning? Well, they were doing it, you know, we, we, uh, we hadn't planned it, but because we just filmed the events, they had planned to make a, a sister tattoo. And then I said, but of course we have to film that. Um, so that was the second day of filming ever. Um, oh, yeah. it was? Yeah. And then there was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Uh, so you were for real trying to figure out what you were gonna write when you were writing on each other's yeah. hands. Uh, you really didn't really know what you wanted to do, and then we hanged out in the tattoo parlor for a day. Yeah. And um, and then it and that's when the film was born. I think that because uh, we started to understand also that there are so many connecting things here with with the. Um, what happened to you when you were small and how that has bonded you together yeah. and how you really don't want to let go but you have to probably let go because yeah. we all have to one day <laughs> and how you wanted to manifest that on your on your bodies mm. for me it became a very special thing because it's it's also for me it's, the film is about taking control over your um, of a story of what happened to you and that the people that did that thing to you when you were small is not the ones that are going to write your history. You are writing your own history. I'm Yulia Yunusova from uh, the film Blood Sisters. You are actually the main character. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so how is that to be a, 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 like a character in a movie? It feels... I'm nervous and uh, it feels amazing at the same time. Because we want to share the story with other so it is good I think that it's important to tell the world that if you just are there for each other you can achieve many goals in your life and uh, be you yeah because I think um, you must learn to uh, love yourself and respect yourself first before you can do to others Are you excited about the Norwegian thing? I'm totally excited about it and I'm excited to see that the Norwegians have started thinking, hmm, how can we get it better? And that's what we hoped when we initiated this uh, country focus, that they will see it, like we say, as a pissing contest, but in a good way that I can do better, I want to do more, I want to do it even more exciting and fun and music and films and events. So I'm really looking forward to what the Norwegians are up to. You have listened to a podcast produced by Frida Arnund and Johanna Persson for Nordisk Panorama. Nordic Short and Doc Film Festival 2015. For more information, check out the Nordisk Panorama website, nordiskpanorama.com. <laughs>